The following is brought to you by Braided Media. We can all take action to live healthier, happier, and longer lives. Did you know that men die on average six years earlier than women and for reasons that are largely preventable? Which means that it doesn't have to be that way. The Movember movement was started 18 years ago to change the face of men's health and help them live happier, healthier, longer lives. This November, the Empowered in My Skin podcast has opened up the conversation around men's health. Our goal is to help unpack what it means and how it feels to struggle and grapple with the idea of masculinity and take a deeper dive into the root of common men's health and mental health issues. We have two personal stories and one panel discussion episodes in store for you, all geared towards shining the light on this important topic and opening more doors of discussion. We trust that you will enjoy this three-episode series. And remember, if you like this podcast, if you enjoy this episode, subscribe, like, and share it within your network. Now, on to our first episode in the series. My guest is none other than my husband, Easton Robinson. Easton and I met over 22 years ago in the gym. And what I love is that we met in health. But more importantly, and, and it makes so much sense for him to be my first guest because he has been at the forefront of my health journey um, and has been a partner in health and um, is in such great health himself, so much so that I can't wait for you to hear uh, what, he, uh, what he loves to share about um, feedback that he's received from his doctor. But uh, Easton does um, exemplify, and he is the epitome of health. You know, I've never seen him really be sick and he doesn't really take any medication if any at all um, never gets headaches has rarely gone a cold at one point he had allergies but poof they went away um, so yes it's like what is it and how does he do it well wait no longer I'm gonna have him share a bit of what men's health and his health means to him here we go Hey, Easton. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> so first of all, I just, uh, I do, I want to thank you for um, being willing to, um, being willing to allow me to feature you on my podcast. No problem. Okay. And uh, as you know, this is November and you are kicking off our November series. It's all around men's health. And, you know, as part of Empowered of My Skin and the podcast, what we're really trying to bring to light is you know, men's health and, and awareness um, around that and what it truly does mean to, to be a well human. Um, and we know that men and women, um, you know, have a different, play different roles in society, but also, you know, go through their wellness journey a lot different. And so I'm very excited to, you know, just hear about your journey and your approach to your overall health and wellness. And what are some of the things that you think about and may you know, and what are some of the things that might actually, you know, have bring about a little bit of fear in you, you know? So let's just start, keep it really easy. Um, how did you get, like, when you think about wellness and you think about your overall health, when did it start becoming something that you paid attention to? Um, good question. Thanks for having me. Um, my overall, well, Wellness. Um, to be honest, 
I think that from the time I started working out, mm. I recognized that taking care of your your health, body, is something that should be a priority. After working out and start understanding what it means to be in shape, right? But as far as the mental side of that, I never really clue in on that until a later later time in life. So when what uh, so when did you start? Let's just for context for our listeners. When did you actually start working out? And are you open to share your age today? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to call you out. Uh, so you have to <laughs> share my age. Oh my god! When did I start working out? I tell you. Oh man, it's, I think I've been working out for more than twenty years. So more than that, probably right. probably more than that. But I just, I mean. We met at the gym 22 yeah, so years ago. So probably, I would say maybe 25 years mm-hmm. I've been working out. Um, never really stopped because I enjoyed the benefits. And I just kept going up until this day. And so when you think about what got you into the gym, um, I believe YMCA was probably the first gym that you worked at, yes. at, wasn't it? So when you think about what got you into the gym, you know, versus, and what has kept you in the gym, and you touched a bit about, you know, mindset came later on in life do you have a different approach to you know the young young man that you were at the time when you walked into a gym and sort of what you're after versus you know now you have years of experience and wisdom under your belt um how are how do those differ well obviously when you're younger and you're working out you have a lot more ego to be big to be strong and you know just your more your mindset at the time was more on body image, right? Mm-hmm. So you 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 want that look. You look in the mirror. You want that look. You want to grow muscle. You want to get fit, right? Today, fast forward. It's not so much about gaining that muscle. It's more of uh, gaining better health. Mm-hmm. You know, a better. You're more conscious about your health, what you eat, how you. You know, how you take care of your overall health and wellness, right? Mind, body, and soul, right? Mm-hmm. So now, you know, as as you grow, you move into stages, mm-hmm. different stages of of your life, right? As you get older, you know, you start, you gain more wisdom, more understanding about yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? So here I am now, at this age, a bit older and wiser. Now I don't, I don't focus so much on I want a big muscle. I want a big bicep. I want that. I want. I just want to be healthy, right? Mind, body, and soul, right? So that's what I do today for stay in shape. You know, eat right, sleep right. You know what I mean? So that I just keep doing that every day. And you know, I think about um, we met at the gym, and if I and and I'm just trying to like I'm pausing because I'm even trying to you know, frame this question, but, you know, when I met you, it's not like I saw you going to the gym with your homies or your boys or this and the other. For me, you've always been this unicorn. Like, you've always kind of done it yourself. You've done it for yourself. You've kind of gone in for yourself. It hasn't been because somebody was motivating you and this and the other. And still to this day, as much as, you know, we might just unconsciously keep each other in check and, and continue to motivate each other, I still do believe that you have this, capacity to to self-motivate 
And so where does that come from and how have you been able to sustain it over multiple decades? I, I, I really think that comes from somewhat, some from a personality as, aspect. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that I was never one to so much as influenced by the crowd, mm -hmm. right? I was more like, I could make up my mind that I'm going to do something, whether my friends are doing it or family is doing it or not. I would just tell myself, I'm going to do this for me, right? And I just set that way. And at a young age, I was always that way. Like, I'm going to do this. And typically, when I set my mind to do something, I tend to carry it out, right? And, you know, it, that's what I did. I, with working out, I, I was introduced to the gym. And I tell you, the first week I went there, I, I enjoyed it. And I just decided I liked the feeling after I was done. Mm -hmm. And then I just continued. And I'll be honest, I was the only one in my crew, a circle, that was really going to the gym. And people find it odd <laughs> that how is it that you're the only one in your friend, in your group of friends that work out? I said, well, I know what it, it be the benefits for me is, mm -hmm. how I feel, physically and mentally, so I just keep going. Mm -hmm. And I try to pass it on, but they can't get it. You know, it's not something that you can hold somebody's hand and say, let me trans transfer this feeling to you. Mm -hmm. They have to get in the gym and get in that mindset and get the feeling for mm -hmm. themselves. But mm -hmm. until then, they're just pretty much watching from the outside, right? And have you seen how your commitment to your overall health, because I love how you change, how you've, talked about how that's transcended for you, right? At first it was a look that you were after when you started and then eventually it just became about, you know, just wanting to be really a healthy human. Have How have you seen that has influenced your family or friends around you? Uh, good question. I never stopped to pay attention how does that, that influence my friends and family. I never really... I never really focused on how it influenced anybody around me. I was just, I was just doing it for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If somebody picked up on something I do and, and want to change the way they do something, that's great. But I, I, I'll be honest with you, I never stop and think, oh, what I'm doing is impacting somebody else. Okay. You know, I never really look at that and say, well, I'm doing this to change somebody, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, just, I'm just doing me. You know what I mean? If doing me, it's some what I'm doing is something good and somebody can look at it and say, well, I wouldn't mind just doing something like that. Mm -hmm. But have you seen or have you experienced or have you had conversations where, you know, people sort of have looked at you, have seen your work ethic, have seen the way, you know, you sort of carry yourself from a wellness perspective and engage you in conference, con conversation because in a sense it's influence. Yes, there's there's people that like you know total stranger that would say, man, I like your dedication, man. How do you do it? How do you keep going? And and most of the time, I would just answer, well, you know, it's just it's just something that I love doing, mm -hmm. right? And I just keep doing it because I get the benefits, right? Mm -hmm. But I always re return to them. You should try it, you, <laughs> know? <laughs> you know. But most of the time, they, they the response I get is like, yeah, right. I'm not you, right? Mm -hmm. 
But, I mean, it's kind of like to each his own because, you know, you try to tell someone that the benefit of taking care of yourself mentally and physically, it's, it's great telling them, but until they experience it themselves, mm-hmm. it, it's just words, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, do you, what do you think challenges men the most when it comes to health? I think, I mean, what challenged men the most, I think that's from a human perspective, you know, not just men. I just think from a human perspective, what challenged people the most is just that most people, we're designed to want instant gratification. We want result today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. When we don't get it, our brain somehow just says, forget it, it will never happen for me. Right? So, and that's our area of life, right? People just, they reach that point and they quit. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm not seeing results. I'm tired of doing this. And then, you know, the excuses come in why not to do it, right? Mm-hmm. You can ask, tell yourself a whole bunch of stuff. And believe in you, yourself will answer back all the questions that you want, right? So, I don't, I just get into the mindset of like, if I do this every day, I must get better and I must I must create a pattern I'm, I must create a pattern of of mastering mm-hmm. what I'm what I'm doing every day mm-hmm. if I'm doing it every day mm-hmm. right because that's just the rule mm-hmm. the rule is if you do it long enough you become the master yeah. right so that's just my mentality okay. right mm-hmm. so when you get together with your male friends <laughs> you know, um, in your in your circles, how often do you discuss men's health and issues around it? It it comes up all the time, mm-hmm. but it doesn't stay. It doesn't last long. The conversation, mm-hmm. because if you're the only one that's looking after your health as your friends, mm-hmm. exercising and eating right, men typically if they're not in good shape. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear. They don't want to hear that they're not in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Men don't want to hear that they're not in good shape because they feel guilty, right? Mm-hmm. So the conversation doesn't last long. For me, I'm always like, you know, you got to take care of your health, man. You got to mm-hmm. eat right. You got to exercise. You got to sleep right. But I mean, these are words you just say to people, right? It's mm-hmm. easy to say, it, but you know, you can't force. I don't know. You can't force people. To do what they don't want to do, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's sometimes you have to get a wake up call, right? Some people don't get it, start moving until the doctor says, "Hey, there's something wrong," right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I don't wait on that. No. I just start doing because I know how important it is mm-hmm. to you know to have a, a, a clear mind, mm-hmm. right? And for men and health. I think, here's what I think about men, uh, they don't take care of their health. Us guys, men, well, some, most guys who, who are not in, who doesn't take care of their health, a lot of times men think about just, it's just a goal, they want to make money. They just want to, you know, they, they, just, they want all the, they want all this thing, but they don't know 
they want success. Men want success, which everybody wants success. But for men, they want success, and they don't understand that the first rule of success is good health. Mm-hmm. If you don't have good health, you can't get success. Mm-hmm. I don't care how smart you are. Mm-hmm. If you don't have good health, forget it. Mm-hmm. And that's just one of my things. You know, if you can't take care of the vessel that's going to bring the success, mm-hmm. forget the success. Mm-hmm. You're, you're starting behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm. I don't care what area of life you're in. If you don't have good health, kiss the success goodbye, right? Mm-hmm. So it starts there. And I always want to tell people that if you want to achieve anything great, you got to have great health. you got to have great health. And that's the, the part of, that's the beginning of anything, right? I love that. And, um, you know, hopefully you could be more of an ambassador for <laughs> <laughs> your male friends yeah. um, and talk about Because it, it is, it's really, really important. And I think that there's a lot of men that have, you know, probably fear and, and, and not necessarily the confidence um, or, or feel vulnerable enough to, to talk about it. So, you know, using that word vulnerability, um, interested to know what your view is on vulnerability because there's this whole concept around male and male masculinity, and, and you know, there's a certain way that a, a man needs to act in society. But we're seeing, especially you know, coming out um, the last two years for sure, but you know, as we're coming out of this, this pandemic, we're seeing that you know, empathy and vulnerability are, are topics that are you know, top of mind for people. So you know, how do you see yourself um, along sort of that spirit of vulnerability and how you how much you allow it into your life. And I'm your wife, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's a loaded question, right? That's a that's a hard question. Whether I your chair, especially talking to you. <laughs> vulnerability. Um, you know, men it men doesn't express themselves freely and easily as women do. Don't ask me why. It's just our DNA makeup. Right, we we didn't create that, and I don't know if we should change it because we didn't create it. Right, men are just not openly ready to be vulnerable. Right, even even when we sit down as men, men doesn't even want to open up to other men, right? Because they they fear of being judged, Mm. right? And and that's the that's I think for men that's the, the biggest problem of being vulnerable. They don't want to be judged, right? And especially in a negative way, right? So men are always goal achiever, and if they can't achieve the goal and they're gonna be judged on failure, they're not gonna open their mouth, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, for me, I fall along in that line too, right? So because I'm a man. I'm I fall in. I, I'm no exception. So it's it's the and it's a trust that men men has. Women, it, it, it's it's weird. Oh, women can just sit down and talk with each other and talk the deepest thing with each other, right? And you you look at it, you're amazed. As a guy, you look at it, you're like, wow. Women can just open up to each other and don't feel any way. But men, somehow it's different. And you try to figure out why we can't do it. I, I think that's a, that's a secret that they delude men. 
men can't find that why women can do that and we can't, right? I mean, when we do, we're like, our fingers, everything is, is tight. <laughs> <laughs> when we even find a glimpse of like, let's open up, it's, it's like, it's painful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's painful for us to even just like crack the ice. But when we do, for the first time, if we do, then it's like, with that same person that you're talking to, the second time it's easy. Yeah. Because now you build up a trust, right? Yeah. And, and then you find that you, you and that person really have a relationship, yeah. right? But men not on the whole doesn't walk around and just have five guys and just start telling them how they are. It's interesting because just now, so thank you for sharing that, <laughs> but just now, that was even just, you know, just a, a, a window into vulnerability, right? Because you, it is, it is just opening up that heart space a little bit more. And, and, and how does it feel? How does it feel to express yourself? It was a little bit hard. <laughs> 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 you know, some, I'm not saying all men, right? Yeah. Some, some guys can just do it, right? Yeah. But the vast majority of guys, I think, yeah. right, in my opinion, it doesn't come that easily, yeah. especially a lot of times it's cultural-based too, right? Yeah. A lot of stuff is cultural-based, mm-hmm. where you're from, mm-hmm. where you're exposed to, sure. you know what I mean? So, you know, I'm from a culture where men just be men. Don't, don't, don't show too much emotion. Don't, don't, don't cry. Just mm-hmm. suck it up, right? Mm-hmm. Growing up, that's how I, you know, where I was, when I was growing up, you have to be tough. You know, you have to be tough. You can't cry. There's no crying here. You know, no matter what it is, you can't show, like, you're weak at it. Mm-hmm. You have to just take it and know that move on to the next, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you build up this this calluses, right, of mm-hmm. toughness where mm-hmm. when, you, when you come to this age, some of that still come mm-hmm. with you. You know what I mean? You're bringing that over because... Mm-hmm. You never really let your guard down, right, mm-hmm. on that aspect until, you know, you start understanding, like, yeah, I, I've, for me, I think that some of that is still with me, but I think that I'm better at yeah. some of it, right? Sure. sure. So it's always a work, work in progress, right? You got to keep working at it, right? Thank you. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to shift mercy. gears. <laughs> I'll shift gears um, yeah. very quickly as we start to wind down. Uh, so let's talk about like doctors and doctor's appointments. And uh, one of the things I wish, um, I, I know you've always told me, so I visualized it, yeah. but you know, you could speak it and tell, uh, you tell me every time the doctor shows you your file, it's yeah. something. <laughs> oh. So, you know, do you, do you have a fear of going to the doctor? Do you see the important, like, what's your relationship? Do you see the importance in it? And is this something that you, you do regularly? Well, I, I usually go once a year mm-hmm. until COVID. Until COVID hit, right? So I have two years. I try to go, to, I try to see my doctor, but then they weren't doing in-person visit. And then, you know, he gave you the paper over phone to get the testing done. But, you know, COVID was so occupy everybody's life that I even pushed that off to the side, right? But, yes, uh, you know, I take pride into knowing that when my doctor showed me my file, 
it feels good when a doctor say, hey, look at your file and then look at this guy file, okay? <laughs> which is your same age group. My file from 1985, right, to today, current day, has maybe about five pages in it, <laughs> right? And I go to the doctor every year. It has five pages. So actually, I'm saying that the doctor brought it to my attention. Mm-hmm. The doctor says, you know, whatever you're doing, keep doing it because look at your file. You've been coming here since 85. And we still have 10, 10 pages in your file. Mm-hmm. And he says, look at this guy. I can show you a file. He shows me the file. This guy's the same age as you, right? And I can't count the amount of page in his mm-hmm. file, right? And he asked me, what do you think that is from? He says, my doctor's are old school. Mm-hmm. He says, it's clearly from bad health, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't take care of himself, right? So he always reminded me to keep doing what I'm doing. And I, I relish in that, mm-hmm. right? And I, I like to tell friends that, right? Mm-hmm. See if it can inspire them to say, hey, listen, man, maybe I need to change something about mm-hmm. what I'm doing, right? Mm-hmm. But it's the reward of years of taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. right? You know, we're not, we're not here to live forever. Because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, the, the common mind says, we're all going to die anyways, right? Mm-hmm. So who cares if I take care of myself? But I believe, and this is my belief, it doesn't have to be anybody's belief, that God gave us this body to carry the spirit. Mm-hmm. God doesn't want a sick body carry the spirit, to carry out his work. Mm. So why would he give me this body and I just destroy it? Mm. You know what I mean? He gave it to me to take care of it mm. the best way I know how to. So I can, my s- spirit and soul can rest mm. and carry out the work. Mm. And I always keep that conscious in my mind that I need to take care of my body because God gave it to me and it was a gift. That's beautiful. You know what I mean? I can't there's nothing I can change on my body. I can make it worse by not taking care of it. And I always use the body compared to a, a tree, mm-hmm. a plant, right? You have a plant that you don't take care of it, what happens? It withers and dies. It, there you go. So the body is the same. Mm-hmm. I always look at it like that. And that's why I always go forward with that kind of mindset. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I look at my body as a tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. And you water it. So two more questions. I um, want to get quickly into your daily regimen because I truly believe, you know, um, results are in the routine. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just take us through what uh, day in the wellness, you know, Eastern's wellness life looks like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, my day starts at 4.10. A.M., folks. A.M. <laughs> 4, 10 a.m. So, 4, 10, the alarm goes off. Right? Sometimes I don't even need the alarm. I, 4, 10, I sit upright. This is what I do every day. Right? I sit upright. And the first thing I do, I say, thank you, Father, for my feet to move and my hands. Thank you for watching over me while I sleep. Thank you for lifting me up. And I say those words and I stand up on my feet. 
and I make my way to the washroom. Do the washroom stuff. Put on my gym clothes, because now I work out from home, right? Which I find that I take back a lot of my time. And I start working out at, I start, I do my meditation. So I would, I would sit there and pray. And then after I pray, then I meditate for about 30 minutes every day. And then I get on the treadmill and then I do 45 minutes of cardio on the treadmill. Then I do the weight training. Then I shower. Then I get ready. Then I go to work. You're also reading on the treadmill because that's also, <laughs> that's also part of wellness, right? It's, yeah, so, it's I, lear- it's learning. so I read every, while I'm walking, I read. It's funny because I read and listen to music at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I practiced that because I saw you doing that. And this was years ago, I see in Kachi reading and walking on the treadmill. And I'm like, how the hell you do that? But it was, I was fascinated by she's walking on the treadmill, reading, listening to music. I'm like, that is crazy. Your brain must be have three compartments. <laughs> right? So during the pandemic, you know, you discover a lot of shit. <laughs> Believe me, you, 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 you tap into a lot of stuff, right? So I said, okay, I'm home. I'm not in a rush. I have a treadmill downstairs. Let me see if I can do this, what she do. It was hard at first, like anything else. Any new thing you're going to tell your brain to do is going to push back. Of course, even when I was reading, my reading slowed down because I'm trying to listen to music while walking, while reading. Right? <laughs> so, you know. And I remember one day she said, oh, you're still reading that book? I'm like, yeah, it's not that easy for me. I didn't say it, I'm to listen to music and read. But I just said, I kept going. I kept going. And like everything else, you get faster and faster and better and faster. And now, she asked me one day, how do you read and listen to this guy talk? (laughs) (laughs) So I said, I don't know. It just happened. I can listen to this guy talk and I can read. I don't know how my brain do it, but it happened, you know. It's it's how your brain is wired. It is, it's an intricate piece of machine. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's how my, I get to the shop and I, you know, I open up the shop and again, when I get into the shop, I always pray. So maybe I pray twice before <laughs> I start doing anything. I pray when I get in the shop because that was my ritual that I always do. So I never give up that. I always pray get into the shop before I touch anything. I don't care if I'm late. I always give thanks and I always pray to God to bless my day. Right? And then I start my work and I, I work at the shop and most of the time I'm finishing like 8 o'clock yeah, after cleaning up and everything and then I go home. I, I, I guarantee you I come home and I probably up for maybe about 45 minutes or an hour <laughs> and then I'm gone to bed so uh, there's my day mm-hmm. and I do it all over again the next day yeah. right so I and I build that into my routine because I understand that repetition mm-hmm. is what make you a master mm-hmm. right? so I just do that that's awesome and last but not least because I want you to take this into sort of what you do uh, for a living now, but you know, you touched on it earlier. You can't have wellness without talking about nutrition. And so, you know, what are your values around nutrition, how you eat, and how have you now found your purpose in in giving back to others through through 
sort of what you've learned over over time? Yeah, so it's a great question. You know, I, I, I everybody probably know that I ran I run a restaurant, right? You may not tell them. Oh, tell so them I, I, <laughs> you know, my job is um, I'm the owner of a Caribbean restaurant, uh, Jerkup Central, and you know what's part me to do this is I wanted clean Caribbean food, clean eating, clean Caribbean eating, right? And, you know, and because I know that I'm, I worked out, I take care of my health, I want to give my customer the same experience. And if I'm going to be there working, I'm going to have to eat the food also. So I, I, my philosophy is I won't serve you something that I wouldn't eat, mm-hmm. right? And Except pork. <laughs> well, I don't eat pork, but I, I make it, and everybody compliment on it. Like, yeah, but it's also clean too, right? But yeah, I, you know, I have a clean Caribbean eating spot. We use grain-fed meat, grass-fed meat. I mean, hormone-free. So uh, you know, I I think I would think that probably I'm probably one of the only Caribbean restaurant that does that. I'm not sure, but. I did a bit of research, and it's just about eating clean, right? And if you come to my spot and eat my food, you'd feel a vast difference in your body after you finish. And that's what I take pride into. Every day I go there, I try to make sure that I'm using the best ingredients possible for my customer, right? And that's uh, that's just... All that comes from my belief mm-hmm. and how I carry myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and when you come to my environment, you will see for yourself, yeah. right? And that's what I'm about. I'm, I'm just about being the best I can be. Yeah. I love that. And Ethan, I, I thank you as, uh, you know, <laughs> as somebody who has, who gets to share life with you. Uh, you are extremely inspiring, and you know every single day. You know I watch your work ethic, and it uh, it helps me elevate mine as well. And uh, I thank you for being a well human and being a well human in my life. I also thank you for being willing to do this interview. I know it's not something that you do <laughs> that you do often. It's not like you're like pick me, pick me. No. But you said yes, and uh, I'm very honored to have you as my very first guest as part of this November you know, men's health series. So thank you and uh, keep being well. And uh, you know, I love you. Yes. Thank you. Uh, I just want to say just to all, all my fellow men out there, you know, just try it, man. If you're not in the gym, you don't have to talk about building big muscles, right? But just take a leap, man. Don't just take a leap for, for making money and all this stuff. Take, Take a leap for just make giving yourself better, healthier choice, man. Like I know we're in a situ- in a situation where you know we've been you know we've been just eating all this crap, but I, I say, man, value yourself, man. Value yourself, like you're 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 here for a reason, man. And your body is what you need to carry you through that reason. As, as as a black person, as a black man, we know our community suffer from you know diabetes, high blood pressure, 
And I can tell you, man, that's all because of our diet, man. We've got to fix that up, you know. It's, it's all about our, what we're eating, you know what I'm saying? And if we, we take our health into our hands and say we're going to make better choices food we eat, we can reverse this shit. As men, we can reverse all the, the effect we're having on ourselves, man. Like we, I, I know too many guys who, have, who are diabetic, high blood pressure, have stroke, complication, lose their leg. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I can testify for my own dad, right? And I'm just saying, just take care of yourself, man. Like, better choice, guys. You know, going forward, we can do this. We can make better choice. When you think about putting something in your mouth, man, that's not beneficial to you, you don't have to eat it. You don't have to eat it, man. I'm telling you, we don't have to eat it. We can say, hey, I'm not going to eat that today. It's that simple. You know what I mean? So, for my guys, man, you know, let's just change the way. Forget about everything that's going on, you know? You can't fight the fight unless you have good health. Just remember that. You can't fight no fight, right? I don't care what kind of fight you're fighting. You don't have good health, man. You can't fight nothing. COVID, think about it. Even COVID, if you don't have good health, you see what happened to people who don't have good health? They get fucked up. Sorry my language, but you have to have good health to fight anything. Your system needs good health to fight anything that's coming, right? So take care of yourself. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And that was a great, powerful message. I hope everyone took that in. Rewind it. Listen to it again. Let it fill your heart, fill your soul, and let you take some action from it. Eason, thank you. Thank you to everyone that's listening. And this is the part of the, of the podcast where I have to say, we're out. Bye-bye. So there you have it. I trust you're saying to yourself, I'm fully empowered in my skin. And remember, whatever platform you're listening to this on, please subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast with someone else that you feel can benefit from the empowering content that we deliver. As Tom Billia says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been fun hanging with you. It's your girl, and I'm out.